Hello and welcome to The Real Superhero Project. We are a podcast geared at watching and ranking every superhero movie. Every episode we discuss, review, and rank movies, as well as cover the latest news and releases in the world of comic book and superhero films. My name is Brandon Nichols, and after a week hiatus with me is my buddy Zol Lopez. How are you doing today, Zol? I'm not going to lie. This weather has really got my allergies uh, up in a funk, but uh, powering through, ready to get to today's show. we got a lot to get to, so uh, the things we've got to talk about, that's what's powered me through today, not going to lie. <laughs> I, I, I understand that because that's about where I'm at with the shitty weekend I've had and everything else, and I just got over being sick, so I, I, just, I know where you're coming from with all that. Um, well, last week just was hectic, I think, for both of us, and not to mention I got sick at the end of the week, so just kept putting it off, putting it off, but here we are tonight it is uh monday may 13th this will go up on wednesday may 15th so um let's get to it no i don't want to do any house cleaning or anything um i'm something new i want to do um and i mentioned this to you so i want to i want to start with just because it seems like every news thing i do i want to talk about the numbers uh from movies um so we're gonna start everything before we actually get into news with the weekend movie roundup um in game came in at 63 million barely squeaking out over pokemon at 54 million did you think pokemon pokemon let me phrase let me start this this way did you think in game would have that much of a drop off that pokemon would get close to it yes absolutely because pokemon has a rabid following of not just kids but parents so it's kind of the same thing that marvel's been able to capitalize on with um getting both the parents and the kids out it's not just okay well i guess if we have to go see it you know from parents whereas parents and kids like this is bonding time for for some and um now you're talking about week number three and in game, you know, there's that wrap up. There's not really a whole lot to go back and go see. They tried. I like what Marvel tried to do by having the um, trailer to Homecoming now attached, uh, or not Homecoming, sorry, Spider Man uh, Far From Home attached now to in game, trying to get people to see it on the big screen again. I like that little ploy. Um, but what, you know, it was enough to hold number one. But again, the juggernaut of the fandom of pokemon itself and the fact that it looks like they actually got it right is which we'll talk about a little bit later on with sonic uh doesn't shock me at all that that uh detective pikachu put such a hurt on endgame into week number three i agree um i did think i i I had a feeling that it would get up there i guess i didn't think i guess i'll say it this way i think i thought detective pikachu would make more towards 100 million and i thought in game would still be around 100 million um i think that probably about the only real difference um but um yeah no i mean in game keeps raking it raking it in no matter what and yeah pokemon's following even i was actually gonna go see it this weekend with being sick and we had a so much stuff going on this weekend that we didn't actually get to go see Pokemon this weekend, but we'll probably won't even see it this upcoming weekend, but it'll probably be one more weekend. Um, I want to finish out uh, where all the current um, superhero movies are that are not uh, as yet released in video or digital format. Captain Marvel came in at number 11 at 1.8 million, still riding off of its high from Endgame. Um, Shazam at number 12 with 1.3 mil- 0.03 million. 
and and Hellboy came in at um, fifty thousand. I I don't know what I can say for Hellboy other than that. Um, which like, good so, job, <laughs> right? Cool, good star for gold star for effort. Um, that leaves um, Endgame currently sitting at two point four billion worldwide. Um, still trying to beat out Avatar at which is at two point seven. Um, I think by the time this goes up, it'll be at two point five billion. Uh, Cap is certainly currently sitting at one point one billion. Uh, Shazam is at three hundred and sixty million, and Hellboy is at um, twenty one point seven million, which is isn't even half of the production cost of the movie. They better hope they make some money back in the video market with some maybe good word of mouth, but I don't think it's going to get there. Yeah, um, maybe some royalties from Redbox. <laughs> right. I mean, something's someone's got to keep red box going. Um, so in game sitting at 2.5 billion by the time this airs, we'll still have to go up another 270 million to reach avatar right off the gate. I thought it was going to hit it. Um, I don't, man, I don't know. I, I still think it could probably eclipse it before it's done in its theater run, but I think it's not going to be as much of an eclipse at this point. What do you think? Um, I think, you know, we got to realize too, that there's still some markets that haven't gotten the release of in game yet. I think all the major ones have like China, China is going to play a big factor into it as well. Some other countries, I think there's enough. It's going to break it. I real, I, I will be shocked if avatar doesn't, um, but I also want to throw this out here too. Like Avatar has needs an asterisk by it because remember they they did that that little uh, stunt. They did the stunt where they re-released it. It came back out a second time around because it got a big push on the uh, Oscar nominations. Like if you missed it the first time, here's yeah. the chance. So you know that that's not fair to Avatar because they had like four months worth of um, of money making opportunity. Whereas Endgame's doing this in three weeks. So you're, you're comparing apples to oranges in that. I think that they will get to there whenever you consider Endgame has, uh, you know, like you said, just, just a little under three, 300 million. We still got Memorial day weekend, which, you know, there, there's some big movies coming out. They have their work cut out for them. But again, there's also some markets that are going to get a secondary push. I think you're right in that it gets it done. But think about that. $3 billion for any movie to make is astronomical. Oh, yeah. But let alone, the. I think what will stand out for Endgame is the fact they did so much in so little time. Yes. And so I thought, I feel like up until, I've got a list of the next six weeks of movies being released i thought pokemon was going to get a whole hell of a lot closer but um so this week they've got john wick so here's my here's my the only way i think john wick beats it i think john wick easily does 50 to 60 million this weekend um just because of the cult following the rest of the movies have um having said that i think it only beats it if it drops off another 20 to 30 million off of the weekend. Um, that's just my take. After that, uh, after this weekend, next weekend, we have um, Aladdin and um, the James Gunn Brightburn produced or produced movie Brightburn, the evil Superman movie. 
as much as the negative buzz that Aladdin has gotten, I don't think either of those movies can knock it down any. Um, the big, big competition I think it's going to have, and I putting it purely on reviews, is May May thirty first is is the Godzilla movie. I think Godzilla is another one of those franchises that has enough of a following that I think it, uh, depending on reviews, it could out easily push Endgame out of first place. The only reason I think it beats Endgame is because by that time there's going to be in-game burnout um i don't think it's because if, if you put them up i'm not going to say head to head i'll say let's let's flip-flop it if you flip-flop detective pikachu and godzilla i think your end result is still the same i think pikachu on may 31st knocks in-game out of first place i just think by that time everyone who has thrown their cash at end games going to at that point you're getting the stragglers who waited for whatever reason waited for it to go to the cheap theaters to mom and dad said once school gets out once we see your final report card you know things like that that that's where it's where it's going to be and, and i'm looking forward to the king of monsters movie i i really am i just i think if you flip-flop the two release dates that your result is still the same with in game being one. I don't think they're strong enough of a buzz. Let's say even if the reviews are just as good as detective detective Pikachu's was um, the following just isn't strong enough to overcome in game. I think by that time, I think you're right in that by that time, that'll be the one to unseat in game at the number one spot, but it won't be because it's, you know, a much more massive following or, much more critically acclaimed buzz. I just think by that time, people will be ready to move on. I agree. Now, having said that, the following week, June 7th, is Dark Phoenix. And if the reviews, and this is my personal opinion, I have no, like, I know we've talked about this. I know you're a little more excited from the last trailer, if I remember correctly. I am just totally not into it at all. Um, I think Dark Phoenix weekend might roll around and people might go, I'd rather go see Endgame again. If I want, if I'm into a comic book movie, I, I think I think Godzilla would will probably hold out if it does top it on the 31st. Where I think it really drops down a spot or two will be from June 14th on, because June 14th is Men in Black International, and then the following weekend is Toy Story 4. So I think from the 14th of June on probably would be the end of any kickups in terms of what in games stays in those top two spots i agree I, I agree i think um by that time you're talking about middle of june so here we are middle of may it still has about a good month left to hold the one two spot right so, yeah it, it's I, I i completely agree i think there's um it's definitely going to take the best hits possible but then you really look at toy store and you talk about a following with young fans and that and one too fans. i think is going to come down to a lot of reviews i know we're not toy story uh project here but but yet i think that one just real quick i just want to say this one line and, and that way i can move on i'm upset that they're doing four but i'm enough of a fan that i'm going to pay money to go watch it yeah i get that i'm the same way i i think three would have been a perfect ending put at the same time i'm a fixed a pixar fanatic and okay if you're gonna give me another toy story i'll watch it type thing so um so that's i think that's all we'll talk about there with 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 in game and it's enormous box office um stuff marvel did release its um 
dates for all their upcoming movies. They release dates for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight upcoming movies. They just didn't tell anybody what any of the movies are. We've got uh, May 1st and November 6th of uh, next year, February 12th, May 7th, and November of 2021, February, May, and July of 2022. Absolutely no specifics of what those movies are. Having said that, we know there's supposedly a Black Widow movie, uh, in-game spoiler, uh, depending on what they do with that. I don't know. Um, Doctor Strange, Black Panther, Guardians of the Galaxy have all been greenlit with new movies. With game, with James Gunn currently working on um, Suicide Squad and them not filming till next year, I don't see Suicide Squad, Suicide, not Suicide Squad, I don't see Guardians being next year's releases but obviously i think it'll be easily one of the 2021 releases any any guesses as to what any of those dates could be i gosh you got to really look at the way that they release those the the movies you know you look at um infinity war you look at in game you know the ones i'm really trying to keep my eye on are those may ones because i think those are going to be your big ones i think that's going to be your black panther I can't, I don't have the schedule right there in front of me. Um, but I want to say maybe there's your guardians three possibly. So, you know, gosh, I, I like what they're doing here. Cause obviously the infinity saga has come to a close for the most part after uh, Spider-Man. So now, and so now they've got to reload there. Uh, it's kind of like, I'm going to equate it to sports, you know, all your, all your veterans, they're gone now. Uh, you got all these young and up, uh, upcoming stars. You got to rebuild. You got to reload um, and and retell your story. So I like what they're doing here. They're keeping that intrigue as opposed to staying in our face and just, you know, letting us have it all at once. They're they're keeping that mystery machine. If there's one thing Marvel's done mi miraculous, I don't want to say miraculous, a, an amazing job at in the marketing machine. It's been keeping our interest through this whole thing. 22 movies. There's a reason why they've made back all the money and then some in their investment over Marvel. Uh, Disney has is because of their marketing. And, and so I like what they're doing here. Um, real quick. I wanted to get your opinion on this. Something I found interesting. Um, and I'm going to Google it just so that I have the exact date. Um they announced so disney or yeah disney um which i kind of also find part of this funny because i think it was just a month or two ago they said uh after the new the rise of skywalker they're going to take a long break from star wars and then what do they do this week they announce a whole new trilogy of star wars start set to start coming out in the next four years and i'm like what hell the hell kind of break is that um <laughs> But my question to you real quick, something I found interesting, one of those movies that is releasing, they scheduled to release the same day Aquaman 2 drops. Do you think DC is going to budge and move Aquaman? Uh, it'll depend on Wonder Woman. I think it'll depend on whether or not Wonder Woman 1984 keeps the momentum going for DC. Um but even gosh, even then that'd be too quick. I, I don't think so. I really think that um, I think DC's ready. They've they've got enough confidence behind to say, okay, all right, let's go, mano mano, time to man up. Uh, and plus, you're talking about two different fandoms, really. Yeah, there's some there's some overlap, but I DC's playing to a whole different 
a whole different genre of, of audience members um, compared to, to Star Wars and what Disney and them are, are trying to go after. So I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if we see a little mano a mano at the box office. I um for me DC's kind of on a roll right now with all their solo movies and um had I would say an Aquaman not broke a billion dollars with the first movie I think they would move but with everything else that's going on and the if the, especially if like you said Wonder Woman stays on a roll of um Birds of Prey um which should be releasing next year early, early or late next year I don't remember the release date um Birds of Prey releases and it it's good and I think if they maintain what they're doing I don't I don't see Aquaman budging um I think a lot of it is going to do go to I think whenever they reach that point where um, Disney needs to, and Lucas needs to promote anything for <clears throat> the new Star Wars trilogy, I think they'll gauge audience reaction to whatever trailer they release first. I think that's what they'll do. And I, I think if anybody moves, I think it might end up being Star Wars up or back a week. Um, but that's just my opinion. Um, I, I would hate to see them as as because there is a crossover i would kind of hate to see them go up at the same weekend i want to see both of these movies get a chance to shine on their own without having to outdo another one and then it, in, in the long run hurting everybody involved that was you know a part of making them but that's just me in my opinion i'm like i'm one of these people i want everybody to succeed because the more i get of it the more everybody else gets um last news topic before we get into the couple trailers i want to talk about uh so the fans won Sonic is getting redesigned, and while I think there's a little bit to, man, you don't really always want to cave to the fans because you don't want to set a precedent. I am, I'm okay with this change. Where are you? Are you about the same? Depends. It depends. We we don't even know what they look like. I mean, everyone's put out these redesigned images. Uh, you know, the comparison one is of the official, you know, the the now defunct image. And now what fan art is sometimes what you ask for is worse than what you get. And, and so I'm excited for it because we talked about this in that they were going to the, the detective Pikachu realistic work. And I thought that that's what bothered me, but then, I, but then I got thinking about it even more and it's like, wait a minute, detective Pikachu. Yes. It's got that realism tint to it but yet it's still true to the heart of the character. And you compare that with Sonic and Sonic has that realism look to it, but he is nothing like what the heart is of, of what you and I grew up with and even the recent generation. And that's where Sonic's a little bit tricky because what is the heart of Sonic? I remember Sonic as the overweight chili dog eating faster than anything <laughs> hedgehog. And and when I remember whenever I saw in the 2000s this lengthy, you know, suddenly fit Sonic, it, it kind of bothered me a little bit. But yet there was still enough there to be like, okay, yeah, okay, I see it. I see it. Uh, and then this Sonic was like, they took both of them into a blender and then served it into a cup and said, here you go. It wasn't even close. So I like the fan art. If they can get close to what the fan art did, you know, with the bigger eyes, the bigger mouth, get rid of the, the teeth. We don't need teeth, human teeth and a freaking hedgehog. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there was a lot of, after seeing the fan art, 
how it was still realistic, but yet had the heart of the character. If they can capture something like that, I'll be all in on it. But until then, I'm cautiously optimistic because that Sonic, that, that, oh, that, that's the thing of nightmares. <laughs> I, I agree. Um, and yeah, you know, it, it, and it does already, it does have a, still has a fan base and there's still younger audiences. I, like I said, my, my six-year-old was super excited about it. He gave no, no shits about how he looked. He just saw Sonic on the screen and was like, yes. And like, but me and my wife were like, I mean, yeah, I guess I get it. I think. And, you know, my 12 year old didn't really care because he's never into Sonic, but there are other, there is a younger generation and maybe they don't really care, but I don't know. It goes into that. Are you, are you trying to make the fans happy the long time? Or are you just trying to get general audience or do you even really care? Hey, but, you want to know who you're going to make happy? the generation that has the money to take the younger generation to go see the movies. Exactly. That, and see, that's kind of where I was at because like, I was like, I'll take my kid to go see it if he really wants, or maybe I can talk him out of it and maybe wait till Redbox. But now, like, especially if, like you said, if they can actually match the fan art, which is more towards an app towards looking like, um, like the either, either any version really of the video games i'm way more inclined to partake um willingly <laughs> um let's okay so let's jump into the trailers real quick um i'm not gonna get too in depth on them um we'll do watchmen first because i think we're gonna talk more about the other one um what was your take on the watchmen trailer um i'm curious i'm, I'm because we still don't know a whole lot about the timeline of this thing series um uh, to me, it looks like perhaps it's following up directly after the events of the graphic novel. Um, I think they, I think there was actually another graphic novel that came out called After After Watchmen, if I'm not mistaken, or something thereabout. So to me, it looks like we're we're getting uh, Rorschach as this martyr, as a symbol. I'm, I don't know. It, it's got me um, one. It's got me intrigued. I don't know if I'm going to go sign up for HBO Go yet. Uh, two, I wonder how much TikTok the app paid for all that advertisement placement because that's <laughs> great marketing. Uh, but but that being said, I mean it's it's piqued my interest, but not enough for me to take action yet. So Watchmen is one of my favorite graphic novels. It is also one of my favorite um, movies, just in general. Um, I'll talk about that here in a minute. But like, and this is it is supposed to take place after Watchmen, the show slash graphic novel however you want to look at it um i was like they didn't really show a whole lot they just kind of talked about shits going down with warshack and his crew or whoever however they're presenting that as the main um go-to i was just surprised i'll be honest what threw me off was the uh, the actors and actresses in this movie like like i hell i didn't even know don johnson was a part of this damn thing and i was like what and Lewis Gossett Jr., I'm like, how are these people in this movie? How did I know any of this? Like, like I need to go back through and do some some looking at it. Uh, but no, I'm totally was like, it ended, and I was like, okay. I mean, I knew it was coming, and I was kind of excited for it off of what I knew. But this was like a, oh, now I need really need to know what the hell you're doing with this because I was like, oh, it, it wasn't that I wasn't gonna watch it. I, I like kind of what you said. This isn't gonna be something I sign up for HBO for. If I was going to sign up for HBO for anything, I would have done it for Game of Thrones a long time ago, or Game of 
yeah, Game of Thrones a long time ago because I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan. Um, but I'm just, it's not going to be something that makes me unless they come out and it gets released and people are just declaring it the next best thing since sliced bread. But I, it did make me really a lot more excited for what they were doing. Um, I think the only other thing that I could probably get that excited about that's being released as an episodic anything at the moment is the Witcher series on Netflix. So it, 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 it pushed it more towards, I would say I'm all, I'm more excited for Witcher than this. And I think that pushed me more towards my excitement level that I have for Witcher um, just from that, but not enough to over eclipse it or anything. They need to show me more for that to be a thing. Um, and then the bigger thing um spider-man uh spider-man trailer um talk to me about spider-man trailer i'm sure you've had as as much like me i'm sure you've watched this thing more times than you can count yeah you know it really didn't do much else for me it really didn't the only thing that it added to it was that we get the sense of what the world is like now that spoiler alert tony stark's dead um, half of the population is back five years later. The other half apparently all disappeared at the same time. And so, they, hey, let's take a school trip. Um, <laughs> and then outside of that, it added some mystery. Yeah, okay, so now apparently we're going to have a multiverse. I'm not buying it. I, I, I think that this is a... They're capitalizing in on the success of Spider-Man uh, into the Spider-Verse. So I think... I, I just... I don't trust Mysterio. I love... Um, I love what we've seen of Jake Gyllenhaal, Gyllenhaal's Mysterio. Um, there's still, you know, I'm doing that thing in my mind where I'm I'm putting the story together in my head. And I'm still excited for this movie. I am hyped for this movie. So don't get me wrong whenever I say it didn't really do anything for me. To me, it just, all it added was what the world is like now post-Snap, post-Thanos, post-Iron um, uh, Man death. That That's it. That that's the only thing that it's set for it. I'm, I'm intrigued to see Spider-Man's, um, you know, him and Mysterio, this battle now that he's waging ha- happy now into the men- mentor role. Th- this movie didn't make me any more excited, but to be fair, I'm already about a nine out of 10 excited for this movie. I don't think that there's much more I need to see or know about this movie to throw cash at it on opening night. I, I'm already throwing cash out on opening night. That's purely just because of my Spider-Man geek, geekdom. Um, I, you know, I was, I've had many discussions on Twitter about this because people are like, oh, they're bringing in multiverse. And, it's, you know, somebody made a good point. And I think I think it's kind of a something that a casual fan can go, oh, my God, they're bringing in the multiverse. And they, they're like, explain it to me. And but at the same time, they kind of they kind of already introduced the idea of the multiverse in Endgame without directly saying it by saying that if you alter anything, you you create another timeline. I mean, that, I think that's a variant of creating a multiverse in of itself. Um, and, and, and obviously, there's no way it got perfectly done no matter what cap went back and did in Endgame or not. And I'm going to stop saying spoilers because according to the Russo brothers, I don't have to say spoilers anymore. If you're listening to this podcast, we're going to talk about Endgame. Sorry, uh, the uh, no matter what Cap did, there's things that changed that while big events might not have done anything, I think you have that effect where they do now have branches of different timelines taking place. And obviously, I think that's where Mysterio is going to come in. I also think they're going to easily use that as a way to branch and bring in um, 
the uh, sorry, I keep hitting my mic. So if anybody hears that, um, I think that's going to be a way they're going to bring in the mutants. Um, I I don't ne- I think I'm like you where I don't necessarily need to see any more to want to get hyped to any more to see the movie. But man, I don't know. It's really only like two months away, so or a month. It's the end of June or is it July? I don't remember now. It's uh, like July second, but I think it's because of the way that the Fourth of July goes, uh, because the Fourth of July is on a Thursday. I think they're actually going to release it on a Tuesday night, if I remember right, which makes it July first. That's right, because they were talking about the weird, the weird, um, the fact that it was opening on a Tuesday. It opens July second, so um, yeah. And you know, I Mysterio is a bad guy. I don't trust him. Um, I do like what the way they're portraying him. I like, I like Jake Gyllenhaal as an actor, anyways. But like, I for me as somebody who's a fan that already knows that there's some something's gonna happen. He's gonna end up probably being a bad guy. But it's funny because I know like my oldest son was like, "Oh, he's cool," and I'm like, "Don't get wrapped up." I didn't say it to him, but I'm thinking. Don't fall in love with them. You're going to end up hating them for the movie. So I just have a feeling. Now they yeah. may, they, they may totally surprise me and change it, but uh, you know we'll see how that goes. Um, but no, I'm yeah I'm already hyped to see this movie. So the, the the trailer didn't do anything more than just make me geek get to geek out and see new footage of one of my favorite superheroes of all time. So. I need to stop hitting my microphone. Um, remember, if anybody has suggestions and you would like to hear us talk about anything in particular, hit us up on Twitter at the RSH Project, on Instagram and Facebook at PNC Network. Um, and thank you, Zoll, for doing a good job at um, uh, managing the Facebook page a little more than I have time to. Oh, it's been fun. I love, you know, that's actually one of the things I've had to do was I, I was spending too much time on social media. So I've been trying to, back off a bit and find that balance and, and getting to share those and, and see people's reaction. And um, like I said, I mean, we had Aaron and, and a few others, they chimed in on the Sonic look and, and in game and others, you know, I love that interaction. That's what I think is going to make this project so much fun is it's not just you. This isn't to me, just a, you and I project. This is a, a you, me and we project where, you know, people, as they hear our, our list, as we come out and our reviews and rankings, you know, they're going to be able to agree and disagree with us. And um, that's that's what I think makes social media great is is that ability to communicate with one another. And I think that's something that we're missing out on. And we talked about it right out of the get go in our first episode. For me, that's what I love about social media is as long as you have the respectability part of that in, into there. There, there's that ability to communicate is is amazing, and so um, I'm hoping you know as we go along and as we our audience grows, we grow it on social media as we share news articles that we don't get to talk about until a week or two later that uh, we get to communicate on there. So yeah, it's a lot of fun, and I hope people as they listen, they they go over and like the page, and and they do sound off. Yes, I want. I'm really looking forward to interacting with people, and I love the interactions we've been getting on the Facebook page. Um, so really the only other, and speaking of reviews, we are getting super close and I wanted to talk to you and go over a list of some movies that we're both looking forward to reviewing that aren't in the mainstream necessarily MCU, DCU um, facet of everything comic book movies right now. Um, I told you to try to come up with a list of 10 movies. I 
I couldn't make it narrow down to just 10. So I wrote down as many as I could think of that I knew I was excited about and some generalizations. Um, were you were you able to come up with a good chunk of movies that you were looking forward to, to watching and getting reacquainted with? Um, so mine, I, I'm going to take this as an easy way out because like I said, my throat is killing me right now. So um, on one hand, it's like, okay, this is a cop out for me not to talk a whole lot, which I know a lot of people are like, hooray. <laughs> but also too, th this I think is actually how I genuinely feel. What I love about this project is, is once we get done with the DCEU and the MCU, once we start going digging back into some of the first movies that paved the way for where we are today, for me, I, I love to see how well some of these have aged. And for me, like, I, I think of Spider-Man 2, easily one of my top favorite superhero movies, bar none, of all time. Um, and, and I haven't watched it in forever. So to, I, I'm curious to see how well this is aged. That came out in 2004. It's 2019. Probably by the time we get to it, it, it could be 16 years old. Um, same goes with uh, the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight, granted, has been a little bit more recent, but even then, that's going to have some aging to it. Like, I've already seen, I remember one thing I thought about was watching Spider-Man uh, with Tobey Maguire, and I loved it whenever it came out, but I watched it a few years ago, and I was like, oh, oh, God, this is horrible. This has not aged well at all. Um, it's very Sam Raimi, very campy. But uh, so, so to see this under a scope, now to kind of broaden it out a little bit more, I think in terms of not just the 10 that I'm looking forward to, but I'm looking forward to the movies that obviously were a part of a trilogy or a sequential order, uh, like the, the Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, the spy, uh, Superman movies, X-Men <laughs> especially. And, you know, and the X-Men is going to be interesting because we're, we're going to get some different variants there. We have X1, X2, X3, and then you have X-Men First Class and Days of Future Past and Apocalypse and, and things like that. So I'm 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 really curious to go back and because each of them are going to all have their own flavor and style to it, which is what makes movies great. But at the same token, too, how well these movies have aged is really for me, for my personal taste, is what's going to be the ultimate opinion on the rink you know again spider-man 2 right now i would sit here and say spider-man 2 is probably going to be up there with infinity war for me and i'm just saying that without seeing it because i remember how i felt but then to go back and look at it against the test of time it'll be interesting to see if that if that uh gets re-ranked so for me it's it's uh the the non-universe movies it's it's going to be the older ones. It's going to be the ones that have the trilogy and compare them to the standards of today. That's uh, those are the ones I'm really looking forward to. Okay, I, I I agree with every point you made, um, and I think that's one of the fun aspects of this is because um, you know we do a lot of ranking with the we which we already have with the DCU and the MCU, <clears throat> but we've we haven't really talked about like all time ranks with other movies mixed into it and i think i think that's really going to be very interesting because how do you rank spider-man 2 versus say iron man iron man 2 or iron man or like once you start combining some of these movies well what how does dark knight actually rank compared to 
when you start adding the MCU into how their stuff is and stuff like that down the line. Um, that's like a big thing for me, but also like, and you know, you had made, you mentioned, and I, I was introduced to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from cartoons and then from there, the movies. And then, and then as I got older, and I think about junior high, high school is when I discovered the comic books, not realizing that it was all started with comics. And since then, I'll be honest, I kind of like the comics more than I like the the animated stuff. Having said that, doesn't mean I dislike it because I sat and watched the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the, the Nickelodeon just finished running with, like last year for the last five or six years i love that and i think part of that might have just been i was watching it with my kids but i watched an old episode of an old 80s tmnt and i was like you know I, this kind of still holds up for me a little bit it's still it's fun it's got all the wackiness of it um but when you brought that up when we were talking last week time about movies i was like man i really want to watch <laughs> mutant ninja turtle movies i did and then i my wife even brought up that i i quote that movie a lot just the original and i was like i didn't even think of that apparently i do um i I, you know i've never seen and you might chastise me for this i've never seen any of the nicholas cage ghostwriter movies i I saw the first one first one first one actually you know i it might be a guilty pleasure yeah see i'm i it was one of those things where i was like i don't like the casting i'm not real sure if i want to watch it um but you know, I'm kind of now a little excited to see them. Um, also, I've never seen Daredevil, and Daredevil for me is one of those movies where I have, I have friends that fall into the same line of everybody else. Oh, it's a horrible movie. Ben Affleck sucked. All this other stuff. But I do have friends that are like low key, like, hey, you know, really, I really like Daredevil. It was a pretty solid flick. Like, it was really entertaining, really fun to watch. And so now it's so like thinking about it, I'm like. You know, I kind of, I kind of want to look forward to seeing Daredevil. Um, also, you know, the all the there, there was, I don't know, I know I've seen it. It was a long time ago. Wasn't there an old Swamp Thing movie, like in the early '80s or late '80s? I think Am you're I, thinking of the sci-fi show. There, whenever sci-fi was sci-fi, they had the television show. That's probably what I'm thinking of because I was like I could have sworn there was a, a swamp thing something that I wanted to see because they had um, that and then it was like RoboCop the live TV show, um, you know because I, I remember watching Swamp Thing on on TV. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Now that I think about it, um, I, I we've already talked about this. I want to see the Blade movies again. It's been forever since I've seen that, especially since they're talking about Wesley Snipe which I guess this is, let's kind of back that up a little. Some news. I don't know if you saw this Wesley Snipe, possibly teasing a new blade movie. Are you all in on that? Yeah, I think it's, um, I, I think it's time, you know, it, it, this is one of those series that like X-Men, it's had enough time to die off and, and rest and, uh, draw comparisons to, you know, you think about this too. Ryan Reynolds was in or blade three Trinity and same thing. He was oh, a guy with was. katanas. Yeah. And then, you know, you look at him going to uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine, where he got to start as Deadpool, and now he's into Deadpool. So it's kind of fun to see that lineage there. But for me, I think Blade is one of those series that it's had enough time off to where it's time. It, it's time for that. It's kind of got the Batman treatment. Enough time has passed. The, the genre's changed enough to where, all right, let's embrace it and let's see what we can actually do with this thing. 
And do you like the idea of putting it in the MCU and keeping Wesley Snipes as the main character? Mm, 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 mm. I don't know yet. I'm not, I'm, I don't know yet. I've, I'm it, not quite sold on it. And when I say MCU, I don't necessarily mean another huge overarching story where Blade isn't involved somehow. I just mean, even where it's something where they're doing a, a film and there's a reference where you, if you know Blade enough, you go, oh shit, they're talking about Blade. They, like He exists in the universe. Not necessarily he's involved with an overarching story. I think that kind of thing would like, like in Shazam, where there's a lot of reference to every damn DC superhero. Like I like the, the people you know they are there, but they're not a part of anything happening. I think I think I'd be okay with that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, kind of like how they did with um, Wakanda in um, Age of Ultron. They kind of gave a slight, quick mention and then gone. So yeah, yeah, yeah I think that that would work. Um, and then one of the things that I am really looking forward to, because I don't think a lot of people think about this stuff, is I'm looking forward to adding into the mix of rating these movies some animated stuff. And I don't mean Incredibles. I don't mean, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, I'm talking like Batman Mask of the Phantasm, which I think is an amazing Batman movie. And there's been like three or four, like I could tell you my favorite Batman on film are animated. Um, and granted, a lot of those are Kevin Conroy. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Um, but there are also, there are a lot of animated um, superhero movies that are like, full feature length movies released in theaters and, and also just have gained a lot of notoriety for what they've done that I think also belong in the review process when we talk about this. And I think it adds a little change up and ideals of, of what we're doing kind of like into the spider verse. Um, so I'm kind of, I'm really looking forward to this, the, those kind of things. Also, I never got to see the judge dread reboot. Um, and I'm really wanting to see that. Did you like that movie? don't hate but i never saw it either oh no i haven't seen it why would i hate so it was one of those movies that came out at a time i think um i had a kid we had a lot going on i liked the original slide did you see the original with sylvester stallone my mom wouldn't let me <laughs> that's great um have you ever seen demolition man <laughs> which is funny actually i i actually have seen that one <laughs> and that one i think was far worse than i was far younger but uh yeah i, I did see that one yeah, so when you grow up in a household where so my dad died when I was young and my mom was out all the time doing work and everything else, I watched so much shit I should have never even watched. And let me tell you, um, both of those movies ranked right up there. When I was at, at 14 years old, the, mo the movie Fifth Element should not be one of my favorite movies, and I should never have watched it. But I'll tell you what, even at now 37 as of two days ago, or yesterday i'm i'm i still love fifth element it's it is corny as all get out but i'll i'll still rep fifth element <laughs> um and you know there's also just going back and watching movies that i'm like i love with all my heart like the watchman series like the watchman movie oh yeah the, absolutely the, the the director's cut watchman movie I think is probably always going to be a top 10 comic book movie for me because of the faithfulness of the way it was recreated and getting to see it the way they did it. I don't know. I, it's one of those, I, 
as much as I liked Zack Snyder's Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman, I don't think either of those movies hold a light to to um, the Watchmen for me, just because of how well it was done. I enjoyed Batman versus Superman. I enjoyed Man of Steel because I'm a big fan of the characters. I went into Watchmen having freshly read the graphic novel a month before the movie came out. A buddy of mine was like, "You need to. We need to go see this." I I never read it. He gave me his graphic novel. He says, "Read this before we go watch it." I read it. I then immediately went to the store and bought the graphic novel. And then I watched the movie within a month of it. And I was like, I loved the movie. But when when the director's cut came out and I watched it, I just was like, "This movie is great," and I love everything about it. To it's me, probably that, the only. That's kind of how I felt about Dawn of Justice. You know, the the, the theatrical version sucked batman versus superman theatrical version sucked batman versus superman director's cut that is an amazing movie um i guess for me and maybe i gotta go back and rewatch it for and I, I guess we will whenever we get to watchmen i'll watch both the theatrical and the director's cut because off the top of my head there's a few scenes that i remember them throwing in that i guess i don't remember it I've, to me, it didn't feel like it changed it that much more to where it moved the needle to love, hate it. I loved the Watchmen movie as was in the theater. And I think, you know, even with the, the director's cut, I loved it as is in that version as well. Yeah. So I'm, um, those are, I think those are the type of movies that I'm really looking forward to. Um, plus, yeah, I, I would love to sit and watch the Batman, Batman Returns, and then those other ones that they released right after that, you know, whatever. I'd like to see those, um, like, in, in this format and and talk about them um, and go back and revisit why I loved them as a kid and see how they really hold up. I watched Batman 89 recently, and I was like, I really want to watch Batman Returns now because I forgot how much I liked this. And it was right around the time we were talking about starting this and everything, and I was like, I'm going to wait. I got all four or all four or five of the Schumacher movies on um, Blu-ray DVD for sale um, at Christmas time. And uh, I was like, I'm going to wait. I want to wait to watch Batman Returns because I want to do it in the context of us reviewing it because I don't want it to. I don't because I felt like I was going to enjoy it more and to be able to take it in having watched it again for the first time in a long time when we went to go review it then rather than if i were to watch it and then watch it again right like a month or so later so um but yeah so we've we've talked about movies we want we really need feedback if like i said before if you if you want to shout out to us on on twitter at the rsh project email us at the rsh project at gmail.com or on facebook on or on instagram and facebook at pnc network uh, let us know give us suggestions i'm going to try to find a better way to set a poll i might set a poll on the, that's what i'll do i'll make a poll on the website and we will we can tweet out and post on facebook the, the poll and we can try and get some people to hit us up on there also review us on all of your uh, podcast listening devices that you are on we are on spotify itunes stitcher um google play and um we get caught on several podcatchers. So if you search us on, I think because of those four mainly, if you have a RSS, our RSS feed is also available on the website. Um, but I think, I think if because of those other four, thankfully also because of iTunes, if you search us on almost any podcast thing, you'll probably find us. Um, but hit us up. Um, we need suggestions. Also, we want you to be a part of the conversation. Um, 
we're gonna get a, a list narrowed down so we can get some votes so we can get some reviews going um because uh next month we are going to start the mcu part of our review no matter what so we can get that going so it's going to be the other movies we need help on so zol it was great talking to you um until next week uh because i'm sure there's no possible way that this my last three or four days is in last week you're gonna get anywhere so we should be fine to do this again next week perfect looking forward to it all right sir it was great talking to you i will see you next week sounds